0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard VU 70. 70, wow, amazing, amazing. That's right, Voice of One. 70 episodes, amazing. All right, this one for Wednesday, February 3, Year of Our Lord 2021. Good to have you on board, Woody. Come be your host here, bringing you the all seasons blend of coffee, current events, faith, and FSU sports. That's right, it's a blend that works for all. Seasons, and it's good to have you on board with this episode. You guys will have pushed us beyond three thousand total plays, three thousand total play. Where well, I think we're at two thousand nine hundred and eighty-four as of this recording at about eight o'clock on February three. So thanks so much for listening, and uh, and passing it on. In fact. I continue to hear from folks that are are listening to The VU, and uh, just today heard from Bernadette up in Fort Wayne area, and thanks Bernadette for tuning in to The Voice of One, and she said she's passing it on to some friends, so hello friends of Bernadette, (laughs) good to have you on board on The VU. Well folks, uh, there's so much going on, so much going on, we can't really get to it all, But we're going to try to just jump right in and get to as much as we can. Just two segments, though, today. On today's VU, it's uh, two segments. One, keeping it real. And segment two, a different kind of woke. All right, so let's dive in, keeping it real. Now, uh, Biden, Joseph, Joseph Biden, he's been urged now to solve a so-called reality crisis. That's right. Apparently, we're having a reality crisis. And uh, so this, according, to, uh, this according to, to Breitbart, and really quoting a New York Times uh, piece, New York Times column urges Biden to appoint reality czar. Establish a truth commission to solve reality crisis. That's the headline. This is Joshua Klein writing today. Uh, in Breitbart. He writes this, the New York Times published an essay on Tuesday detailing a range of recommendations for the Biden administration to adopt to fix the, quote, reality crisis and, quote, de-radicalize, in quote, citizens, including setting up a reality czar and, wait for it now, a truth commission. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Right out of the Marxist playbook. All right, so here we go. The essay penned by the Times technology columnist Kevin Roos accused, quote, millions of Americans, end quote, of embracing, quote, hoaxes, lies, and collective delusions, end quote, before questioning how to unite a country where these millions, quote, have chosen to create their own version of reality, end quote. And so he goes on to say, Roos writes this, I I worry, in the New York Times, he writes, I worry that unless the Biden administration treats conspiracy theories and disinformation as the urgent threats they are, our parallel universes will only drift further apart and the potential for violent unrest and civic dysfunction will only grow. Uh, the, uh, The author then states that he contacted several Experts seeking what action the Biden administra- administration could take to, quote, to help fix our truth challenged information ecosystem or at least prevent it from getting worse, end quote. He then provides some of the answers he was given. So, uh, Joan Donovan, a research director of Harvard University's Shorenstein. Center on Media, Politics, and Public Policy suggested the Biden administration set up a truth commission led by those familiar with extremist uh, factions, including white supremacist groups groups and far-right militias behind the January 6th U.S. Capitol riot in order to investigate the event. So, Anyway, it goes on and on, it's about how realities are, and so it's, uh, anyway, the whole thing. All right, so folks, um, now, there's no doubt, like, right? let's just start with this. Look, there are no doubt there are people out there that just live in some alternate reality, on the left, as well as the right, okay? <coughs> Excuse me. There are folks that are just like, uh, you know, I mean, they're loons, you might say. Right now. So there's no question about that. Now, are they some vast uh, group of Americans that uh, uh, no, uh, they're not not by any sane calculation. However, however, from the perspective of the left, uh, there are probably at least 74 million people who are suspect of living in. Uh, a reality-challenged world because we don't agree (laughs) with their agenda and their viewpoint. So uh, anyway, it would be interesting to see how the realities are and the Truth Commission uh, all played out, but I can just tell you that this is, gosh, it sure sounds a whole lot like things that happen in communist countries, right, where somebody sets up uh, the Truth Commission, To decide what's true and what's not true. And what's true is what they decide is true. Oh, man. All right. So, But speaking of alternate reality and alternate truth, it turns out that AOC, the congresswoman, AOC may, in fact, be living in a bit of alternate reality of her own and may need a reality czar uh, to come and speak with her. Uh, Here's what... (laughs) Uh, here's the story. Uh, this, is, uh, this is out of PMPostmillennial.com. The postmillennial.com says Representative Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, Democrat in New York, has spoken at length about her experience during the Capitol Hill riot on January 6th. From her live Instagram videos, it seemed like she was on the front line facing down Trump-supporting rioters in the halls outside of her office. But it turns out, Ocasio-Cortez wasn't in the Capitol at the time of the assault on Congress. She was in her office in another building entirely. Ocasio-Cortez's congressional office is in the Cannon House office building, according to her website. Her Washington, D.C. address is 229 Cannon HOB, House Office Building. The Cannon HOB is accessible to the Capitol via a tunnel. The story goes on to relate how Ocasio-Cortez said that she thought that this was the moment it would all end. That's right, she went to Twitter, she went to Instagram, she, she's on YouTube, she's ex- describing the horrific events, people banging on her door. Newsweek picked up on it. Uh, they wrote, as members of the MOG banged against the door, Ocasio-Cortez believed, quote, this was the moment where I thought everything was over. All right, but <laughs> here's, what, uh, here's what Nancy Mace, Representative Nancy Mace, Republican South Carolina said, she said that her office is in the same hallway as Ocasio-Cortez, you know, the office that isn't in the Capitol, the one that's in a completely different building. Yeah, Nancy Mace said that her office is in the same hallway as Ocasio-Cortez, two doors down, and that there were no rioters in that area at any time. She called out the New York representative for her, quote, egregious claims, end quote. This is what Nancy Mace tweeted. AOC made clear <clears throat> she didn't know who was at her door. Breathless attempts by the media to fan fictitious new flames are dangerous. My office is two doors down. Insurrectionists never stormed our hallway. Egregious doesn't even begin to cover it. Is there nothing MSM won't politicize? Well, no, uh, uh, Representative Mace, uh, the answer to that question is no. (laughs) There there is nothing that they won't publicize uh, if it is in favor of the Democrats and against the Republicans. All right, so I'm going to take a brief break, and then we'll come back to a different kind of woke Okay, welcome back, everybody. All right, segment number two, a different kind of woke. <laughs> All right, so, hey, first, um, wow, here's, here's an amazing story out of the UK. Um, I, I, I'm talking about being literally woke, as in woke up from a coma. It's a pretty amazing story. It's covered in Fox News, and uh, it says, uh, the, the headline is, Man Wakes Up From 11-Month Coma As Family Ways How to Explain Pandemic to Him. All right, this uh, story by David Arrow, and uh, here's what he writes in part. He says, a teenager from United Kingdom has woken up from a roughly 11-month-long coma leading his family to weigh how they will explain the coronavirus pandemic to him, according to this reports this week. And so it names the young man. He's 19 years old. He's from uh, Staffordshire. He suffered a severe brain injury after he was hit by a car on March 1, 2020. And that was about three weeks before the UK entered its first national lockdown. His aunt said this, he won't know anything about the pandemic as he's been asleep for 10 months. A year ago, if someone had told me what we were about to go, excuse me, a year ago, if someone had told me what was going to happen over the last year, I don't think I would have believed it. I've got no idea how Joseph is going to come to understand what we've been through. Now, the story goes on to say that, in fact, as this kid has been in a coma, he has had covid This is in the hospital, in a coma. He's gotten COVID, in the hospital, in a coma, twice he's gotten COVID and recovered from it. He doesn't even know anything about it. He's been in a coma. So, uh, first of all, amazing story. You know, praise God, man, that this kid has uh, awakened. And as, as they say, you know, they've got a, he's got a long ways to go, but uh, he's responding to his parents and all this kind of stuff, who, by the way, they won't even let come into the hospital because they're afraid he's going to get COVID. He's gotten COVID twice under the care of the people at the hospital. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. I'm telling you, man, don't even get me started. <sighs> anyway, um, but what this aunt says is exactly right. You know what I mean? Think about it. I mean, if you went to sleep and woke, woke up uh, 11 months later, I'm not trying to make light of what's happened to the kid, but just think. Of it. She said, a year ago, if somebody had told me what was going to happen over the last year, I don't think I would have believed it. That's absolutely true, man. I'm telling you. It, it's like, what what has happened this past year? I mean, I I, let's think about it. Like January 2020, would you have believed? I mean, it, it, Amazing, amazing. Amazing, amazing, what we've all been through. Uh, and anyway, a lot a lot to say about that. Anyway, a different kind of woke. This kid literally woke up, but now there's this. Now there's this. This is the MSNBC reporter who wakes up to America. <laughs> That's right. We have an MSNBC reporter who just who just awakened. Uh, to the reality of America. Uh, uh, Here's the the story. Watch this. This is in uh, World News Daily, WND, and the headline is, National News Reporter Shocked to Find Trump's Support Growing Outside D.C. This story is by Bob Unruh, and it was from uh, February one. And uh, here, uh, here's the story. It says, since leaving office, the support for Donald Trump from his base is even stronger, a political, a political reporter discovered after a trip outside the Beltway. All right. And then it says the reporter, uh, Tara Palmieri, was at a rally last week led by rep, uh, Representative Matt Gates, Republican Florida, against Wyoming Republican Representative Liz Cheney, who enraged her constituents by voting to impeach Trump. Cheney has been censured by a GOP committee in the state and already has a primary challenger for the 2022 election. May speed, be with who that challenger is. All right. The reporter spoke with Wyoming voters about Trump. Quote, People don't want to hear anything against Trump, Palmieri said in an MSNBC interview. Actually, she says, the more he stays out of the media, the more that he becomes this martyr, this looming figure over the GOP. In fact, Trump is way more popular in Wyoming than Cheney, she said, Quote, I actually went out of my way to try to find someone who would defend Cheney, and I really could not, Palmieri said. Now, let's stop right there. That's exactly right. If they are interviewing people on the street and what they're getting back does not fit their narrative, they will do just what she said, go out of their way to try to find anybody, anybody, any interview they can have that will support their narrative. But she failed. All right, then she goes on to say, back to the story, the reporter said that Trump base is getting stronger, truly. I think an impeachment conviction would make him even more powerful, she said. Uh, da, da, da. Then she says, it feels like, now listen to this quote, it feels like another world, Mary said. But, but, but that's what's on the ground. And I don't think we can ignore it. And I'm really happy that I went out there And saw it because I think there is a huge disconnect between Washington and the rest of the country. End quote. Oh Oh, my goodness. They sent the reporter out there beyond the beltway and she discovered America, ladies and gentlemen. America. She says there's a huge disconnect between Washington. Do you know what Washington? Do you know that Washington is eight square miles? right there's a huge disconnect between the eight square miles of washington dc and all the rest of america and she just discovered it and she's really glad she went out there because she she had no idea she literally before she made that trip now think about this here's a person who's reporting right a reporter who until she made that trip last week had no idea had no idea that there were people who had views other than those that were espoused at Washington, in Washington, D.C. And that's exactly what happens in that echo chamber of news up there in Washington and New York. They have no idea that all the rest of America might have a different idea. It's called a different kind of woke, and she got it. Now, speaking of a different kind of woke... How about this? How about Gen Zers and some millennials getting woke to the reality of abortion, abortion policy? Huh. How about this? This is uh, in Real Clear Politics, and it's a, about a poll that was taken, and, uh, and it's reporting on this, and it says almost 7 out of 10 millennials and Gen Zers want to vote on abortion-related Policy, something that Roe v. Wade took away from Americans when the Supreme Court set abortion policy for the whole of the United States in 1973. In fact, fewer than two out of ten, this is among Millennials and Gen Zers. Fewer than two out of ten want unlimited abortion through all nine months of pregnancy for any reason at all, and sometimes with taxpayer funding, which Roe allows. Millennials and Gen Zers wanted abortion limits, with more than seven out of ten expressing support for less abortion, and almost six out of ten specifically opposed to Roe v. Wade. And Doe versus Bolton when they learn that the latter allows for abortion up to birth. An increase of six percentage points from the 2019 poll. How about that? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. A new kind of woke. A new kind of woke. And that is there are some folks out there who, while they claim to be less religious while they, uh, uh, other surveys would say they're among the nuns, the people who've kind of walked away, and they don't have any, any religious affiliation at all. Nevertheless, there's some something, right? Just a, some compass inside them somewhere that says, wait a second, what in the world have those old people done back in 1973 that we're living under today? Hello. 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 A little child shall lead them. <laughs> All right, folks. Hey, listen. Um, here's the verse of the day, uh, and then I'm going to see you back on Friday for Vu 71. Here's the verse of the day. It's uh, Psalm 57, verses 7 through 9. My heart, O God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. Awake, my soul. Awake, harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. Psalm 57, verses 7 through 9. That's right, folks. Now more than ever, you must awaken to the, the truth of God, the reality that Jesus Christ is the risen King. And for that, we give Him praise. And we pray that more and more will awaken to that reality. God bless you guys, and we'll see you back on Friday for Vu 71.